I'm the referee on this team, not you. Bats, balls and blokes. Nice bowling. Maybe it's against his religion to hit the Bats, balls and blokes. Manadogara between the post. Bats, balls and blokes. We call their name Joe. Oi, oi. It's a podcast with real nuts. Shutty. Joey, you well? I like, oh, we're kind of, um... We're singing to it, aren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah, had the, the microphones on mute. Yeah, we sing along. Good. good. How good are those drums in the background? They're good. They kind of um, give some atmosphere, don't they? Mm. Yeah. You've been crook this week, though. Crook is a dog, mate. Yeah. We kind of both been out a wee bit. Yeah. Still played on Saturday, though. Yeah, we'll talk Still about that for, later did on. Did it for the boys. Yeah. Oh, man of the match performance. <laughs> Haven't heard the end of it. <laughs> well, it's a big episode this one, Joey. Episode ten of Bats, Balls, and Blokes. 250 games for the Club Woodlands down in Invercargill, over 100 games for the South and Stags, over 50 games for the Highlanders. Jason Rutledge is joining us on Bats, Balls and Blokes as our first ever special guest a little bit later on. I am fizzed for that. I can't wait. Should be good. He's lived a very, very rich uh, rugby life. Is he rich? Well, you know what I mean. Like, a, like he's, had, no. he's had a life. He's you know? had a big career. Yeah. Um, which would be interesting to get some... Knowledge of him, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and now his son's sort of starting to come up the ranks as well, playing first 15 for Southland Boys. Oh. Um, Big win for them today. Yeah, they had a win over OBs, didn't they? What was the score? 24 24-0. Yeah, that's good to see. That's huge. Massive that's huge. news. Especially at Littlebourne as well. Mm. You never win at Littlebourne, hardly. Good to see, good to see. I like that. I like it a lot. Uh, anyhow, what's on the way for this week's episode of Bats, Balls and Blokes? Our usual Warriors chat, of course. We'll do our on-report segment as well. Uh, we'll have a bit of a catch-up, talk about our game on Saturday, because Joey, mate, played a blinder. So we'll talk about that. Uh, content seeker Daryl's been good on the content. Sent me something else a little bit different this week from the AM show that we'll throw in the bloke's yarn as well. Um, we'll catch up on all the rugby things and then rip into our predictions. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a P-Lan. A P-Lan? P-Lan. You happy with that? I'm happy with that. Let's kick into it. Bats, balls and blokes. We call Ben and Joe. Oi, oi. Of course, Bats, balls and blokes wouldn't be possible without the support of Scott at Four Mates Brewery. Joey's doing a wee dance. He quite likes it when we get to thank Scotty. There's a wee bobble in the head there. Is it a word? Bobble? Yeah, of course it's a word. Oh, oh yeah, bobble. You, you did a few bobbles on Saturday. <laughs> in, my, in my 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, the Warriors, Joey, not great. A game of two halves. The classic saying, game of two halves, the Warriors, they uh, they had a pretty average first half. We were at the pub after our game, and mm. we were watching it on the big screen, and we thought, oh, no. Kind of turned it off, turned it off for a bit, went outside. Well, no, we didn't turn it off because it was no. at the pub. No, but we, we went outside, had a few uh, Lion Red. What was it, Lion Reds? Or were they... Uh, Lion Browns. Oh, Lion Browns, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing for me. Um, All few, form. That's probably why I lost the sculling competition. We'll talk about that soon. Um but the Warriors, 26-6 at half time. They'll look down and out with Montoya mm. just scoring at the end of the first half to sort of bring us back a wee bit. But 30-32, which isn't too bad as a second-half performance. I thought Walsh was really good to um, get us back in that game. I thought Tavaga was a standout. We haven't, we haven't mentioned him too much this year. Um, he hasn't played that well, but I thought last game might be um, a change in the weather. Changing the weather? Changing the weather of him. And how good was Montoya on the wing? Um, we, we needed he him He got a back. double. Mm. Yeah, good to see him back. Um, he behaved himself this week as well. No uh, F-bombs, I guess we could say. No uh, picking up two tries as well, and they're both in pretty important stages of the game, of course. One uh, to grab that the four points 
obviously in the first half, um, and then Reese Walsh managed to convert that. And then again, a little bit later on uh, in the second half, he managed to tidy that up there. Walsh converted it, and unfortunate for Sean Johnson, he missed the drop goal, and that could have won us um, the game. Yeah, well, I suppose 55 metres out. Um, it's a long way. You never really have much of a percentage to get that, you know. That's, that's right. It's a big uh, big kick. Um, also, that would only take us to extra time. So, exactly, golden yeah. point, as they say. So, who knows whether we still would have won. So, it was a, it was a tough tough loss for the old uh, Waz, but I think... There's a few positives to take out of it. Um, one being Reese Walsh, as I said, 200 running metres, as well as Adam Fanua Blake, um, almost 200 running metres. And um, kind of our injuries are, are coming back, I guess you'd say. Mm, yeah. Um, so we're, we're kind of getting into that full strength team, which is really good. We've got obviously our, our foe. Yeah, yeah. Coming back, he played back. really well as well. So, um, yeah, it's really good to see the next week. Uh, Warriors Hardman this week will bring up 100 games for the Vodafone Warriors being named to start at hooker against St. George this weekend is of course Ewan Aitken he has been reselected and will start after sitting out last week's game with a concussion uh, other news in team selection areas sees Chanel Harris-Tavita named in the 25 man squad uh, alongside Jesse Arthurs who is also back from injury so good to see a couple of those guys back uh, both St. George and the Warriors are both trying to avoid a three game losing streak come Saturday do we see the Warriors win it? Honestly I think they can mm. um as I said to you a couple of days ago, I think if we keep on top of Ben Hunt, he's had a great season so far in that seven jersey. Yeah. Um, and I think if we keep his boot out of the play, we can we can probably smash them, not just win, smash them. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that that could be that could be the go this week. There's still no call on the future of CHT, Chanel Harris to Vita. It's reported the Warriors have tabled an offer, uh, but he has also gained interest from two other Aussie clubs. One thought to be the Canberra Raiders, and a massive offer also coming in uh, from Super League in the UK is also doing the rounds, and a big money offer could see a move in that direction. There's money in the UK. We were talking about this earlier this week. There's money over there, but you don't hear much about their league, do you? No, I suppose, thinking about it, it's probably more like a Japan or a France-type Vibe. They might have a lot of money, yeah. but not a lot of recognition, probably. Mm. Um, they've got not a bad uh, international side. You know, they do all right. Um, made a few finals and stuff. Obviously, the Burgess trio of brothers are all from there. They play in the NRL. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You don't really hear many Aussies, well, I haven't, um, that have gone from NRL to the UK. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but... Um, you know, the famous ones, um, such as your JTs or your, yeah. you know, um, yeah, they we haven't heard them go overseas. They start and they retire mm. in Aussie as well. It's not like they? Super Rugby where, you know, you have your Highlanders season and then you'll continue it in France, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Anything else from the Warriors for you? Um, I just want to talk to you quickly about uh, Cody Walker. <laughs> now, it's not the Warriors chat, obviously, but... Um, Sorry, they did I was play dying the, in the background there. They, they did play the Souths and... Cody Walker, what do you think of him this season? He isn't he having a great season, is he? Ups and downs. A mm. um, couple of games he has fired a shot. Mm. Didn't think much of him in the weekend. Um, it's inconsistent, I think. Yeah, we were talking um, at the start, very first episode of the pod, um, and he was third on the Dallium ladder yeah. last year. And I, I kind of have to almost put that down to Adam Reynolds now because after seeing him this year, he isn't playing very well. The Souths aren't going very well, to be honest. You know, they'd be disappointed. The fans would be disappointed that they almost lost to the Warriors, to be honest. Yeah, oh, exactly. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Mm. So I think it'd be interesting to see what uh, Cody Walker does if they're very, because obviously they're more loyal to him than they were to Adam Reynolds. Yeah. So it um, be interesting to see what happens with him this season. But anyway, we should probably kick on to on report. 
Bats, balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. So, welcome back to... On report, this incident. It's on report. Butchered it. Butchered it. I don't know what happened with the buttons, Joey. <laughs> yes, you're not good with the buttons, are you? Give me, give me one more chance. Right. On report, this incident. It's on report. You're not going to let me introduce it. <laughs> you go now. Um, shots. Joey, you're well. How, was, how good was this this week of uh, rugby league? Rugby league? What were you going to say? Super rugby? Super rugby, yeah. Yeah, no, we're doing on report, mate. Oh, cheers. If it was super rugby, it'd be this one. Me, oh my, I haven't. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. That's good. That's good. Uh, Continue, mate. Um, Well, I might as well kick it off with uh, this week's games. Yeah, and then we can go to what scores. Content Seeker Daryl has provided. The background stuff. Yeah. Um, The Bulldogs played the Knights and lost 16-6. A great win for the Knights after having quite a controversial start to the year um, with the likes of Ponga and, oh, God, that whole thing. Um, Broncos. Smash the Seagulls 38-0 um, Corbin's just Putting his nose On the pillow I wouldn't want to be Sleeping on that tonight um, Luckily girls Don't come around here often um, <laughs> 38-0 For the Broncos Big win um, Rabbitohs Obviously just beat the Warriors 32-30 Titans Did the job Against the Dragons 2016 Panthers Probably the biggest game Of this Of this uh, Round You could say mm. um, 32-6 To the Panthers Not much of a game there uh, radi- Raiders, Raiders, <laughs> Radiators, uh, Ra- Raiders bet the Sharks thirty to ten. Also, something I wasn't expecting, especially not on the TAB. Oh, here we go. Um, He's back. <laughs> the Roosters bet the Eels. Great win for them. They've obviously had a couple tough weeks, and the Cowboys blowing out in the back end of the game. Um, the West Tigers for a thirty-six twelve win. Big round. Any any thoughts quickly on that? Go back to that uh, Penrith Storm game. Mm-hmm. My honest thoughts on that game there: a shocking game to watch. Mm. Do we think that the Panthers? Well, you, you can't even say it. That's the hard part. Do you think the competition would be a lot better if those players were spread out amongst a few teams? Yeah, look, the Panthers have done a a bit of a lottery with the players. Obviously, you know they don't. They've got the same salary as everyone else. You know, yeah, they've but they've got the young talent early. Yeah, the likes of Talon Bay. Uh, Clear. I mean, Cleary's obviously going to have his dad, um, but I th- I think I I put that game down to um, Hughes and Pups not playing. Honestly, I think that's the difference. Yeah. Um, there was a what's that twenty six point um, deficit, and I think it was just down to Hughes and Pups. I think they can put twenty six uh, points on the board on a game. Puppenhausen, in Origin. Obviously, it goes to show at the moment how much of an impact he makes in the middle season games, all that sort of stuff. What do they do with him come Origin time? Um, we were actually talking about this earlier on, and you had a few, you had a wee stat about pups. Um, yeah, he scored. I don't know if it's still accurate. It was a couple of weeks ago, anyway. Mm. More points than any team in the league by himself this season already. That's crazy. Yeah, that is incredible. But you look at he would have picked a lot of them up. You know, and it's just going to be obviously. I don't know about that because surely the, you know, the storm. Would it have more points overall than... They didn't at that stage. Really? Yep. Excluding his points? Oh, now you've changed it. I don't know. Yeah, well, because he can't have more points (laughs) with them because he's scoring their points as well as other people are scoring them. It's true. (laughs) It's a shocking stat of shots. Oh, well. I thought Um, it was a good one. Pups. pups I think I I know what you mean. I think I know the post you were talking about, but I think it was just talking about the West Tigers and the Bulldogs. I don't know if it was talking about every team. 
Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pups in, in the New South Wales team, I think you've got to put him on. He's, he's the most top-performing player in the game at the moment. Um, whether it's at wing, I don't know what he's like in the halves. He's very short for a winger, which could be hard against the likes of Cobo. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You've got to have him on. You've got to have him on at some exactly, stage. Exactly, yeah. And they're not, they're not yet, as we said, they're not going to want to get rid of Teddy. He's the captain. Um, they've already come out and said he will be starting. Mm-hmm. Um, Does so he play a full game? Does he does he take the, the do, do they change job? a half? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Do they split it completely? I don't know. But, but then again, I mean, you've got um, Turbo, who's you know the best player of last season. Yeah. So, you know, do oh, you, it's tough. Do you have no loyalty to Turbo either? Like, what's? And he's not going to play at a position. I mean, at least he's got height. If he wanted to be a winger, that's the only thing I'm. But then there's some good wingers in that around too. Oh, 100 percent. You got Edo Carr. He's playing good footy at the moment. Mm, he is. Anyhow, the Bulldogs are in a bit of strife at the moment with coach Trent Barrett quitting on Saturday night following another below-par Bulldogs performance uh, in the Magic Round. Barrett had been called to a full board meeting and rumours were uh, that he would be sacked in that meeting there. He quit prior to the meeting and club football manager Phil Gold, who is a very um, outspoken person, I guess we could say, um, has many, many opinions, does Phil Gold. Uh, he came out and said there was 100% no way he was going to let Barrett go. All Blacks World Cup winning coach Steve Hansen has also chimed in saying it was insane that they have let Barrett walk. Did you know uh, Steve Hansen was a pivotal part of the Bulldogs rebuilding last season? I had no idea. I thought you were going off topic into the Super Rugby chat. Well, my notes are telling me that he was involved in the Bulldogs. Far out. In the Bullies. He must be a bit of a league fan. He must be. Or just a great coach all around. Mm. That's interesting. Because he, he probably didn't do too well considering the... Because <laughs> it really worked, that, didn't it? Yeah, I think the Bulldogs have won about eight games in three years or something crazy. Yeah. I know they had a really shocking season last season. Mm, shit stats. Mm. Yeah, just a quick question before I continue on with some more stuff from Content Seeker, Daryl. What are you eating? What are you running? Um, I've got raw macaroni at the moment. How's that going for you? Rock hard. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hard to chew. Right. Sort of sucking on it. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, I'll keep going and I'll let you enjoy your macaroni. Righto. You right. Yeah, you do the hard stuff, man. <laughs> uh, it is also rumoured that there could be a mass amount of players um, exiting the Bulldogs following Barrett's resignation. Effective immediately, utility back Brent Naden has been released and gone to the West Tigers, who they play this weekend. Brent knows being Naden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joey. Joey, Joey, Joey. Paul Vaughan, Matt Burton, uh, they are currently testing the market, and the big name ready to look elsewhere is uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., you're still laughing at your own joke over no, there. No, no. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> interesting. Where do we they'd put him? To be honest, I don't know. Depends. It depends who else they sign and that sort of stuff as well, and where yeah. he ends up. Yeah. Uh, he is looking at switching to Wayne Bennett's Dolphins side. Oh, you didn't see that yet. I hadn't said that yet. <laughs> you obviously had read that online though. Yeah. 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 So anyone listening at home, he's looking at going to the Dolphins. Mm. Um, Josh Adokar is looking. They're possibly heading away as well. Um, players coming next season, Kakao and Reid Mahoney, uh, all signed under the understanding they'll be coached by Barrett. So they've all re-signed and now not too happy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting is Ed Carr. I mean, he come from the Storm. Mm. I mean, how much of a difference is it coming from the Storm to the Bulldogs? It must be tough for him. Yeah. He'd yeah. be on good money there though. Yeah, of course. But, you know, he's still not getting much. I mean, he's doing the best he can, but he's not getting much ball. Yeah, he's not recognised for how good he actually is. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Wayne Bennett's Dolphins side, the super coach has been busy trying to get pen to paper and try and fill his roster for next season's NRL. This week, Bennett has confirmed that Newcastle Knights speedster Edric Lee has signed on a two-year deal. The Dolphins have also signed up incoming Illawarra Steelers uh, centre Jack Bostock on a three-year deal. Bostock will play development grade next season, uh, but will become a top 30 contracted player for the next two years of his contract. Good wow. to see some young blood coming through, eh? Mm. Very, very happy with that. Uh, and also Parramatta assistant coach David Kibwell, who has also coached the Kiwis uh, and the New Zealand Indigenous team as well, I think, uh, has made a shot coach switch mid-season. He's leaving Parramatta immediately after join up with Michael Checker and coaching the Argentinian rugby team as a part of their World Cup campaign. Wow. A lot of them switching coats. Yeah, We're talking I, didn't, about um, it. I didn't expect that. But obviously Checker, he must get on with Checker quite well. He must have got on the job. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. Checker was a bit of a cock, though, not he? He's a bit different. No one really likes him, surely. He's just, I don't know, he's just Australian. Mm, but <laughs> that sounds bad, but that's true, though. Yeah, it is true. He's Australian. But I was, as I was saying um, to you not long ago, I think the Argentinians, you know, South, South Americans are quite an emotional emotional race, we could say. Yeah. You know, they love their football, you know. You've, you've seen them. They're big fans, you know. They're, um, I'm not going to say they're, they're just, emo- they're just emotional and heightened emotions. I'm not going to get racist, but um, and I think um, he can add some a bit of bit of raw, bit of bit of I don't know, bit of backbone. I don't know. Right. Okay. Bit of fight. Yeah. And it has worked, to be honest. Yeah. They're playing pretty good footy, and we've seen um, a couple of players from Argentina actually playing overseas in France, um, Japan, yeah. even in Super Rugby now. Mm, yeah. No, exactly. There's a few. So yeah, interesting. Interesting. Anything else from you in our on report? Um, what I did want to mention was the Ben Hunt versus Dally Cherry Evans saga. You struggled to get that out, Joey. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I'm used to saying DCE. Yeah, right. Obviously, were, were you trying to think of what letters you had to use? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say DEC and I was thinking, no. Um, anyway, Queensland. DCE. Not playing that well this season. Not yeah. playing that well last season. Not having Wayne Bennett or anyone to sort of give him the nod, do you think Billy comes on and gives him the jersey? I don't see how um, they're going to be in a in a shit situation if they did decide to give it to Hunt. Um, try some fresh blood. Cherry Evans has had his opportunities, uh, and, and to make Origin, you've got to be proving yourself all season long. But at the moment, he's not really firing a shot with anything. Um, the halves area with Manly is not looking strong at all. Uh, I don't think Foran's pulling his weight either at the moment. Uh, but in some games, Foran can be unreal. So it's really sort of you've got to toss it up there. Um, some games he can make Cherry Evans look stupid. Yeah. And other games, Cherry Evans can make him look stupid. Um, where Hunt, on the other hand, you look at him, and he's consistent most weeks with good footy. So it wouldn't surprise me if Slater does say to Hunt, have a shot um, and see how it goes. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think it's Hunt's turn. Um, I, I know DCE back in his day had a great boot on him. Yeah, and he does have a good boot on him. I'm not going to say that he doesn't, but I don't think his um, attacking skills are there against the likes of Luai, against the likes of Cleary, mm. the New South um, Wales team, um, even Reynolds. Um, and I think that he's going to get shown up. And I think Ben Hunt, maybe with his kicking at the moment, could be someone who could give us two wins, two out of three. Yeah, maybe. Completely agree. I think it's fair to say he's uh, no Joe Ingram for this Marist Albion Beacons on Saturday. 
Don't start, man. <laughs> very shortly, we're going to catch up with Jason Cabbage-Rutledge, of course, a legend of Southland Rugby. We'll go there very shortly. Before we do that, though, we're going to touch on Super Rugby, uh, and we'll have a bit of a yarn about our weekend and what we got up to as well. We'll go there next. That's Balls and Blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Well, Joey, you want to say thank you? Do you want an opportunity? Thanks to Scott at Four Mates Brewery. Four Mates what? Brewery for uh, your continued support. Um, if you haven't heard the news, um, we're looking at pubs at the moment. Mm. Um, so keep an eye on our socials for that. Uh, Dunedin, Invercargill, and maybe Christchurch. Yeah. You might see um, the Bats, Balls and Blokes, IPA, 6.3%. A couple good-looking blokes on the front um, on tap. So yeah, get a, a jug of that. Get a jug of that down, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, Saturday we played against uh, – who did we play against? Ototahi. We got the win. 24 points to... N- 12. 12. I was going to say no. I was going to say no. I think it was 24 nil at some stage, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, they mm. sort of came back towards the end, didn't they? It's because you went off, I heard. <laughs> I went off. Bit of a shocker from me. I got about 10 minutes and the shoulder wasn't right, so I went off. But Joey, man of the match. How good is that? How does that feel? It, was, it felt pretty good, actually. You know, yeah, what is it? Your, first, uh, your second start? In senior rugby Was that your first start No first, first start. start In senior footy And you're the man of the match You dotted down for a try Grab yourself a meat pie You've got yeah. to be stoked mate Yeah I thought it was It was a good game um, <laughs> We all played pretty well I thought um, And especially in that first half I think we dominated them We, we were We were too fit for them Some mm. would say Yeah um, And too fast I think Yeah Talk us through your try um, I don't know if I really want to do that eh? No might I think get you sprayed. should You might get um, sprayed Talk us through it So I Got the ball off a restart kick. Someone kicked a, I think it was a exit from the 22. Yeah. Caught it. Did a wee run. Um, dummy to the winger. Bit of a step. Bit of a fend. And... Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that. Yes, boy. <laughs> I've, seen your, I've seen your hand as well. Eh? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll move on. Um, no, but I thought it was a good game, and I'm, I'm like really enjoying playing for the Marist Albion. It's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, we're really with, enjoying it. With the seniors as well. Yeah, um, and they've sort of taken us in as part of the team. Yeah, we went um, out on Saturday with a couple of guys as well. Yeah, and that was cool. It was cool to sort of get to know a few more of them sort of without, you know, the, the footy boots and that on, sort of in a more uh, laid-back sort of basis and that. Um, let's just talk about the other boys, Ren and Nate, who have been coming to play with us as well. Of course, my flatmate, Ren, and, and Nate, who's in our friend group as well. Uh, Ren, unfortunately, dislocated in the shoulder. He was in a lot of pain. Yeah, that's I couldn't. I didn't see that, eh? Yeah, I seen him in the line out, just going, sort of complaining about his shoulder. I thought, you know, he's probably just wanting to rest. <laughs> Fair <laughs> but enough. No, it looked um, looked pretty pretty evil. Yeah, yeah. And then so. Nate, he wasn't too well after the game, was he? No, Nate never turns down a beer, and he was turning down two um, on the sideline of the game. So I think he was pretty out of it. He, he went pretty hard though. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he's a good player. He, he's pretty gutsy. Yeah. Uh, let a few penalties away. But oh, he did. We, yeah, yeah. We, we, I'd hate to see his penalty count. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Be out the roof, mate. He doesn't listen, that's fine. Hey? No, he does. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the uh, the only loss of the day uh, for the Beacons, which is, of course, our team. We lost in the pub. And that was courtesy of you, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Someone's um, just dying in the background again. Um, it was a tough, tough start, and I didn't really finish well either. So, 
the old chugging race. Yeah, I was going to say, you might need to tell people what you're talking about here. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. We had to do a bit of a pint um, pint race with a big mouldy fella, so um, he got the got the goodies. Yeah, maybe we should put the video up on the pod Maybe page. not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, that's about our weekend, isn't it? Other yeah. than that, we've been crook. We've been crook. I think you've. I haven't seen you leave your bed in a while. I know. Uh, been your room stunk like cast. a retirement home when I was um, coming in here <laughs> and a few different other... Flavours and spices in here as well. Oh, well, listen to it. <laughs> anyway, I think we should get into a bit of Sue Rugby, eh? Before that, Content Seeker Daryl gave us some uh, oh. different content this week. Oh. From the uh, AM show. You know Patrick Gower? Come on. Come on, mate. Of course I know Patrick Gower. He sung this week live on the AM show. Check it yeah. out. Well, I mean, Purple Rain by Prince. Oh. Um, you know, we've got purple here, we've got, got purple here. Um, it's a song that I love, it's a special song. And ladies and gentlemen, here performing Purple Rain. How's that, Joey? Listen to that. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Sounds like you after a few beers, mate. I think I heard a rumour. You wanting to be a journalist, you want to be just like Paddy Geller. Yeah, well, I got kind of um, blindsided in my interview. Who's your favourite journalist? And I was like, oh, oh, you know. Yeah. Just saying, I don't really watch too much of the news. Um, and I said, yeah, Petty Gower, I'd love to be like Petty Gower. You got and I was looks. kind of thinking, nah, nah, don't even go there, bro. <laughs> don't, nah, let's just move on. Nah, move oh, on. how about it? How about it? Good, good, um, good wee vid, though, though. That. Yeah. Good wee vid, though, that. Though that. Thanks to Content Seeker Daryl again for uh, all his help with our content and that sort of stuff. Um... Let's jump into some Super Rugby, eh? It's been a big weekend there as well. Too many red cards. That's Balls and Blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi! As Shutsy said, Super Rugby this week. It was a good few games. I think the Aussie guy, I think it's good that the Kiwi teams, um, apart from Moana Pacifica, well, they're not really Kiwi, are they? But no. um, got all got wins, which was uh, very impressive. Um, I think you've got the sort of st- stats in front of you. Do you want to... Um, yeah. Give him a read. So Friday, we kick things off with the Highlanders and the Western Force. Highlanders getting the win, 61 points to 10 in that one there. Uh, the Brumbies-Crusaders game, I was expecting this to be a bit closer. Uh, Crusaders getting the win, 37 points to 26. Saturday, Moana Pacifica and Fiji and Drua. Uh, and Moana Pacifica going down, 34 points to 19. Didn't see it going that way, personally. You did, though. Uh, so congratulations to you. Got your prediction right there. Um... 53 points to 26 was the Blues and the Reds on Saturday as well. The Hurricanes got a win over the Waratahs, 22 points to 18. Unfortunately, no hat-trick from Josh Morby. Not this week. Nah, no tries from him, mate. You know what? I think Josh Morby is almost doesn't need a try. I think he's kind of proved himself now. You reckon? Yep. I Enough thought, for a black jersey? Honestly, I didn't know his name before I met you, but now I do. And um, that, That's nothing to do with his footy play, mate. That's just because I don't shut up about him. Yeah, he is. If I look to my left, he is directly on the centre of your photo wall. Have you ever met him? Yeah. Are you mates with him yeah. on Facebook? Yeah. Friends with him on Facebook? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So he listens to the pod? Uh, mate, he is like the number one listener of the pod. He was the first person to listen to it. See the bloke in Japan? Well, he might be. <laughs> He might be. He might be using me VPN on his phone, so no one can find him, and it's saying he's in Japan. Could be. I need to check where our listeners are. I haven't done that for a while as well. Uh, the final game for the weekend was the Chiefs and the Rebels, thirty-three points to thirty. Uh, Chiefs getting the win in that one. There. What are your thoughts on Super Rugby over the weekend, Joe? Uh, I think we should start with the Landers. Obviously, we're both Landers fans. Yep. Really good win, sixty-one to ten. Yeah. Uh, we were watching this. I think with a couple couple bevies. 
couple of um, beers in hand. Yeah, from Four Mates Brewery, um, and I think I set set the screen big screen up with a few dad cheers. We were kind of going on Friday night. Yeah, um, just the two of us sitting there kicking back, watching some footy. A few Maltesers. Great game though. Yeah, um, I thought Sam Gilbert. We were talking about him at. First five, and I thought he was very impressive. I thought he really, really shaped the way that game went. I don't. I think seriously, they wouldn't have won that game by as much as they did if it wasn't for Sam But I like him in the ten jersey, and I'd like to see him there again. Yeah, well, how impressive is it? We've never really seen the season, even when we've played the Moana Pacifica. We haven't seen a big margin like that um, against anyone. So you know, that's sort of something that's been happening for the Blues, something that's been happening for the Crusaders. Even the Hurricanes are getting in that territory, and now we're there. Mm. And I think that is probably due to Sam Gilbert. He played a lot in the backfield, and he kind of uses, um, what would you say it, experience in fullback to kind of yep. give him a really good um, kicking game. He had a really good um, high balls. He was in the back quite a lot, that's yep. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he ran the play really well And honestly we, we all played really well Even Mitch, Mitch Hunt came on and played pretty well as well So Where did he come on? I'm not sure what time What position did he come in at? Because it wasn't 10 was it? No They bring him in at fullback Fullback yeah, yeah I think it was fullback Because Marty Banks wasn't playing was he? Let's just talk about We're going to try and ask Cabbage about this A little bit later on as well The red card on um, Richard Kahui With contact with Mitch oh, Hunt right. What do you think of that? Oh I thought that was the most soft call I've ever seen um, you know, head to head contact. I mean, if you don't get that in the game, I mean, are you playing rugby? Like, yeah, come exactly. on. It's yeah. not even a penalty. I wouldn't even blow my whistle at that. Um, I thought Richard Kahui, first of all, we were very surprised that he was still playing. Yeah, I haven't heard that name for a long time. And he looked old. And Jeremy Thrush was playing for them too. Yeah. Another ex All Black. Yeah. Lock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think um, Richard Kahui came on at 10 as well. He was playing sort of winger for. Um, for the All Blacks back yeah. in the day, 2011 World Cup, because it was his last campaign, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was pretty impressive that he come on and, and sort of rocked the show for <laughs> his sort of five to ten minutes that he had. He he come on and made an impact. Yeah, on, it didn't uh, last long. No, that was his impact. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, just looking at some stats here, Sam Gilbert didn't miss a kick all game long. Really? Yeah. And we were looking at his technique. We we're thinking he doesn't really follow through, does he? We were, it was kind of looking a bit tentative, a bit nervous. Maybe, which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. But 61 points, not miss a kick, is pretty impressive. So There was only one misconversion uh, in that game all up, and it was um, Daniel Leonard-Brown's kick at the end. That's that's pretty funny. Of course, he had his milestone mm. uh, game and um, lined up a kick. He had the distance. So he's a he's prop, right? Yeah. He would have come on for um, Ainsley. Is that right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I thought so. I think he might be out. Ainsley, I'm not too sure about that. And see, announcement uh, earlier this week, Liam Coleman on the move, France. Mm, I'm happy for him. Very happy for him. Obviously, yeah. it's cool. He's got a young family in there too, I'm pretty sure. So they're all making the move over to France. So it's like, think about it. Though. That's massive changes for, I don't know if they're married or not, but like as his wife or his partner and then to take your kid over there or kids. I know his wife. Do you? Yeah, she used to teach at my old primary school. Um, yeah, it's massive for them to get up mm, and move as well, eh? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think... Coltman's been a big player for the Hollanders um, and the All Blacks. He had a really good All Blacks campaign. We can't forget that he was sort of that 2016, I'd say. Yep. I think he might even had the World Cup um, in uh, 2015, was it? Yeah. I think he was part of that. So um, he's had a great career and, you know, he'll be looking for a bit of moolah in France. And yep. he does, but he deserves it. Yeah, exactly. So who do they take now? As their hooker? Who do the Highlanders run at hooker once we see him depart at the end of the season? Um... 
Well, Coleman doesn't really start, does he? Not really. He comes off the bench a lot. Um, What's that new one? Th- Makaleo. Yeah, Makaleo. He scored a couple of good tries. Um, and I think with the hookers nowadays, they have to be so versatile. Um, we'll talk to Jason Rutledge, who was a hooker as well later on. But um, you have to run the ball. Um, you know, your line-out drive is, is very important now. Um, it's, it's kind of a guaranteed way to score a try. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I watch a bit of club footy in the weekend doing a bit of write-ups, and that's probably the most common try I see is now the line-out drive. Mm. Kick it into the corner and drive through and fall over the line. So um, hookers are, are dangerous at the moment. So I think, yeah, it probably would be him. Mm. Yep, okay. Yeah. We'll watch the space. I guess we'll find out in the near future. They're going to have to make another signing to replace Coltman, obviously. Uh, but as soon as we do hear more about that, I'm guessing we'll yarn about that on the pod. But I think that's our Super Rugby yarn. Yeah, I haven't got much much else to say, to be honest. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, have a look at my phone there on the table, Joey. It's ringing. Big special guest, Jason Cabbage Rutledge, is here on Bats, Balls and Blokes. We'll talk to him in just a moment. Bats, Balls and Blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Episode number 10 of Bats, Balls and Blokes, Joey, and we've got our first ever special guest. We've been looking forward to getting uh, someone on the podcast for a while now. Are you excited? I'm bloody excited. You're bloody? You're fizzed? Fizz. You're fizzed? Well, here he is. And Jason Rutledge scores their opening try. The riposte from Southland's been a positive one, and every time they've considered points, Ben Herring might be the man, the offload, Jason Rutledge. And he joins us on the phone now. 250 games for his respected club, Woodlands. Over 100 games for the SIT Zero Fees, Southland Stags. And also over 50 for the Highlanders. Jason Rutledge, welcome to Bats, Balls and Blokes. How you doing, fellas? Good, good. Hey, we're really, really excited to have you here. We're going to start right at the start. Uh, let's talk about your career. Obviously, you've played rugby uh, from a very, very young age. Your family is a rich rugby family. Talk us through where things all started for you. Waikiki uh, uh, was my first schoolboy club, so um, we lived just out of uh, Invercargill, so played for Waikiki um, for a few seasons. And then oh, I had a mate who uh, played out in the country in Central Pirates, and he sort of said to me, to come out there, and I thought, well, they play at lunch. I'm in the town where they play early, so back then I started to uh, play a couple of games a uh, games a weekend. So it was pretty cool. So I started to play eight o'clock for Waikiki, and then shoot out the Central Pirates and play a game. So that's where it started. Um, and yeah, through the boys high, I suppose it's where probably a lot of South Sydney players sort of cut their teeth, really, and it's where you get the first opportunity to sort of to see if you can foot it. Um, but I uh, I had a lot of concussion problems when I was at Boys High, so um, 16 I got knocked out I think once, and I sort of stand down. And then when I made the first 15, well, that year I made the first 15, we actually toured to Canada and America, so that was pretty cool to to kick the season off um, travelling over there. But as we got into, into schools, I think my first into school was actually my son's first starting into school today and my, my first start was against OBs um, at Littlebourne and uh, I said to Gregor this morning it's my son uh, my first start for the first 15 and in the school I up and need in hospital so 
I hope that doesn't happen to you, mate. So I, I went through quite a period of um, concussions through my sixth form, seventh form, to the to the point where I played um, Kelston Boys and Nelson on a very hard ground and got knocked out for the third time in my seventh form year. My, my mum just said to me, or sat me down and sort of said that uh, I think we need to sort of think about your future and, and um, I don't think at the moment rugby is your future. I think you're going to have to, to stand down for a bit. So I stepped away for three years, which was really tough. That's probably during that period where all your mates are playing rugby and, and socialising afterwards. So I found it really hard to sort of get back into that. Um, that groove, I suppose, just missing out on all that rugby stuff and, 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 and club rooms and bits and pieces. So I, I got into a bit of coaching and really enjoyed that. But yeah, obviously strive to get back out on the rugby paddock. Um, then I, I decided that I'd have a go after three years off and I'd come back as a fullback for um, starting 21s and really loved that season. Tried to stay out of the action as much as I could to look after myself, but I suppose once you've, you've sort of had that bug of being a loose forward, you want to be in rucks, you want to be in the malls, you want to be tackling and stuff. So, um, yeah, after that season, I got approached by Lex Chisholm. Uh, he was coaching Woodlands. They had uh, a South Africa there, Craig Hall, but he was having problems with knees and has actually had needed to retire. And Chis said, Do I want to come up with a crack at hooker? And um, I wasn't too sure. I was a bit, bit hesitant, sort of getting thrown in the front row. Never, never played there before. Never thrown a ball in. But um, Dad sort of took me around to go. Well, if you if you want to make a fist of rugby, I think you, you, you're just a bit short for a seven. So hookers, where you need the head, and there's there's probably a lot of lot of we short thinkers around that probably have made those sort of decisions as well. Corey Flynn will definitely be the other one. And I don't know if you probably look at a John Hardy or someone like that. Maybe mm. that was his 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 sort of calling, but. I suppose it is hard when you're a flanker to, to give up that freedom you have flanker to to run with the ball and a lot a lot freer and not have to scrum and throw a ball. But yeah, as I said, Corey made that transition very well, and and um, yeah, there's probably been a lot of others. And then that was basically it. So my first year at club rugby, um, I made South and B's, and then the following year. Southland, which was 2000, so yeah, 2000 through to, was it 2016, I suppose, as a, as a standard sort of member, and then, yeah, just a, a, a few cameos after that, and oh, obviously the, the opportunity to play Super Rugby, which was uh, obviously a, a dream, and it was pretty cool to be a full-time professional getting paid to play rugby and travel the world, and, and um, something I really enjoyed, I think. Um, would have loved to put it all back, but that never happened. But it was it was pretty cool for people to to be saying that maybe maybe I had a chance of being one. But as it always comes down to on team sports, it's just one man's opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so basically, that's basically me. Uh, I've got a question for you, um, Jason. My name's Joe. Um, I was wondering with your uh, with your first fifteen, you said you played in um, the USA and Canada. Um, what do yeah. you find the rugby like that over there? Uh, we 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 won all our games, but no, I think it's I think when you get away on those sort of tours, I think it, it's more of the team bonding and what it does for the team is. And I think Scouty is always trying to 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 get the boys away and, and on more trips, but and obviously in this environment, it's quite tough. But 
Um, I, I think that was back when that was early days of rugby. So that, that's back in '95. So pretty early days for the Americans and the Canadians rugby-wise. I've obviously grown a lot from them. So I, I'd be unsure on their level now. But as I say, like those sort of those sort of trips are, are gold for building a team and. And it's, it's not also that team that's also has Scotty always say that he, his job is to to build build better humans I suppose build better boys so just getting away and and having the ability to um, socialise with young guys and also have have those coaches around you keeping an eye on you and, and saying like this is the way we do things and yeah this is what we expect from you so yeah I think I think that's that's more the benefit of those sort of tours. Let's talk in a more um, modern stance of your of your rugby career at the moment. Most recently, you've picked up your 250th game with Woodlands. That's obviously something that's got to be special for you with quite a rich family history uh, in Southland Rugby to knock up 250 Prem games. Yeah, well, there's probably there's probably a lot of uh, other club guys hanging sort of saying, "Well, I've played 300 and 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 whatever." But I think I think as I say, like, it just shows loyalty to a club and. Um, I was brought up there with dad coaching, and and so we always sort of kicked around there. And um, yeah, it is, it's just what you end up beginning, well, sort of what you know, I suppose. And um, I got my young um, son Saban, who's uh, who's ten. He comes along just about every training and every game. He loves it. And the kids getting and kicking the ball around, so um, I think it helps keep them out of trouble and keeps them in team sport as well. So. Yeah, it's just, um, I suppose, what you do, I suppose. It's, that's what I say, Southland, there's not a hell of a lot else to do on a cold Saturday afternoon. It's quite good to get down there and play a bit of rugby and then, and then have, have the ability to have a few beers at the club rooms after. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're saying you've, you've had quite a long career and you must have found um, a bit of change um, since your early days. Obviously, you've played, you're saying you've played fullback and flanker and whatnot. Do you think the game's got a bit more speed and a bit more skill um, these days than it, than it did back in the day? Oh, I definitely, yeah. Um, I suppose when I first started, no one ever talked about offloading and, and uh, 1-3 set up or the 4-2 two, two set up and having, having forwards and pods and, and well, we even went through probably back 10 years now we would have uh, set plays, well not set plays, but like you'd, you'd know that if you're starting in a line out, that you'd know the next four plays, no matter what happened on that, on those four plays, you're always going to do those four patterns after that. I think that went through a massive phase for a couple of years, and people started to know that we're sort of turning rugby players robots, and they weren't they weren't learning how to play what was in front of them. So that, that's disappeared a wee bit now. But um, they're sort of broadening these these pods and patterns where they try and get the a loose forward or a good ball carrying forward out in the wide channel or maybe even two of them out there in the wide channel so sort of changed the game a lot in that regard for a, a tight forward where we only end up saying they don't encourage us to go outside the 15 so you're probably if you're watching say if you followed a hooker or a prop on a super game you'd probably watch he doesn't he doesn't ever get to the sideline or inside the 15 he'll just stay in the middle carry hard and clean rucks so mm. some may say a bit boring for a Front row, like he's sort of, he's sort of taking some of his freedom away, but they see that's the, the way at the moment. So, and, and who knows? You give it, and there'll be someone else will come up with some brilliant idea. But just as I just like watching my son play in the school today, and, and the way that boys being played, 
um, today with their ability to offload and, and run really great support lines to get in behind teams. Um, they really cracked them open with their skill and, and their fitness. Yeah. Just uh, talking about it, uh, as you said, you know, the rugby's obviously changed a lot in that way there, but at the moment there's a lot of talk going on in the media and on, online and that sort of stuff of people saying how rugby's going soft now and there's lots of things happening, lots of uh, backlash towards referees of certain decisions happening. There's been lots of red cards recently and that sort of stuff as all the new head knock rules uh, and direct contact and that sort of stuff has changed. As a player uh, who has seen, you know, a number of rule changes throughout years and I'm guessing a lot of the, the tackle height and that sort of stuff has changed over the times that you've been playing, how do you see the ruling as it is now and how many cards are we seeing weekly in these big games? Yeah, no, it's definitely... I, I, I think what... I was watching the Honda's game there on was that Friday night. I, I just don't think it's fair on a guy that's um, bending his knees, he's trying to get low, he's trying to put a shoulder on, but then the guy in front of him is falling or slipping and, and, and he's the one who's getting blamed for um, shoulder on head or mm. arm on head or something. Yeah. Through Anne or or whatever, but I just think I think what league does is probably the way maybe the ref just needs to say, look, I'm going to put that on report. I'm unsure how that looks. We're going to play on, and 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 we go down that road maybe rather than getting these guys getting taken off. Um, it just seems crazy. Like that Kahui one was that, that's madness. Like mm. he's, it's not his fault that his face and the other guy's face. Is, crashed into each other. You, you probably got as much blame on the ball carrier as you got on Kahui. So mm, exactly, yeah. It, 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 it seems it seems crazy with sort of, as I say, I, I can see where they're going and I've, as a player that's had a lot of head knocks, I can see the benefits in it, but we've just got to be careful, as you say, we don't want to end up being labelled as a, a soft sport. And well, but then also we don't want to be thinking we're hard-nosed idiots that are going to run around bashing people's heads. So there's got to be meeting and they report system as the way to say, yeah, look, look, unsure. We'll have a look at that on Monday and we'll make a reasonable decision with a bunch of, I don't know, say five or ten other people all looking at making the same decision and we can, then we can all agree on what should be done. Yeah, we're, we're a bit confused about that Kahui, um, Kahui one as well. We we didn't even think it was a penalty, did we, Shouts? No, watching it. hardly. Um, no, you kind of see no. that um, with lo- with locks as well. You're saying how you know you can't bend your knees and get and get low. Well, locks are you know sometimes six foot six to you know they're obviously not going to be able to get as low as as you'd say a prop um, or a hooker like yourself. No, no. Um, but I was just going to talk to you about um, you. You mentioned coaching um, sort of between your career. Uh, do you ever do you ever um, yeah. get involved with your son? Um, and, and sort of Southland boys or, or any local stuff? You're you're mentioning your club Woodlands or do you ever get involved with coaching yeah. at the moment? I'm, I'm probably, yeah, no. It's, it is hard when you're playing and, and I, I'm sort of kicking myself. Sometimes you think you might be a bit, bit selfish because like, your son's only young for a while and you, you miss out on the opportunity um, to, to actually coach him. Um, I, I, love, I don't see myself as a, a full-on coach, I, I think what um, Daryl Thompson's doing with the Stags regards scrum coaching and, and then doing boys high is something I'd be probably more keen on Maybe and maybe just a wee bit of, I don't know, more work or something like that or rack and wall stuff. Um, I, I, I take a, like, when I look at a club rugby coach in South and I, I see him as a mentor, it's considered guys quite a and 
by two trains and what you need to do to try and get a squad at this sort of the environment win. So you end up being someone who's on the phone trying to babysit guys to training or to actually came in. I don't have the patience for that. I think I'd be more than happy just to, to come along and help out with some scrums and yeah, some more stuff. But um, yeah, at the stage, no. But as I say, I sort of I sort of wish that maybe I could do a bit more of my sums of that rather than play. But I think they enjoy coming to watch and, and kicking in the club too. So you can't have everything, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty pretty busy, especially when you're playing professional rugby as well, not just you know your, your classic. Um, club footy, but um, I, I did play your son in cricket. I, I'm fr- I went to King's High School um, up in Dunedin, yeah. so I played him in cricket a couple of times. I think I might have missed him in, in the rugby thing. I'm probably a, a wee bit old for him. Um, yeah. But I was just sort of wondering now, when is it time to sort of hang the hang the boots up? You know, when you know you're 40. I think you're 44. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 44 yeah. going strong, still enjoying it. Um, when's it? When's the time to sort of put your boots on the wall? Yeah, I don't know. When you stop um, enjoying it, training track. Tra- yeah, I think so. Trainings are hard. Like it's it's not hard that physically, but it's just different when you. I suppose I suppose it always was working full time, but I really had a desire to play play stags. I suppose so when when you when you've got that desire to play stags, you go to club training to to give yourself and make yourself a stags player. I suppose or. And it's the same when you're playing stags. You went to stags to try and be a professional, like a, a Hollandist. I don't. Maybe my desire to, I, I would never turn down another go at the stags. But my desire to go to rugby practice to, to make myself better to be a stag is starting to wane. So, um, I, I love playing rugby on a Saturday. So, um, so say it was the end of this season, Jason. You decided it was time to hang up the boots, put them away. Would you be happy with what you've accomplished in your career at this stage? Oh, definitely. Yep. Um, some very special moments. Like uh, the Renfrew Shield era was unbelievable. Um, the ability to be part of the team that brought that, that to Southampton and, and keep it for the summer was, was very special. And, and yeah, I think uh, you make a lot of friends, and, and that's probably pretty cool when you run that dog and play a lot of rugby. The ability just to have a yarn and, and get stuff is great too. So, you yeah, know, I'm more than happy, and I'm only. I'm only playing rugby at the moment to um, to just get my enjoyment up. So I, I've got no desire to pick any more boxes. I'm just enjoying my rugby and, and whatever happens, happens. Well, Jason, um, thank you very much for that. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing you maybe on TV in a maroon jersey again. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we do see that. Very honestly, before you go, how good did the beers taste? In the Ranfurly Shield win in oh nine. <laughs> yeah, no, that was yeah, that was that was uh, I just you can't explain the, the the something that you've never touched. I think I think probably every rugby player probably says they don't want to touch the Ranfurly Shield until they're in the right. So then all of a sudden to to walk in that change room and all of a sudden you've got the Ranfurly Shield and you're pouring beer down the face of it and drinking it off it was. <laughs> It was amazing, and like oh, I was extremely sure Dad was the manager, and um, his dad, who'd uh, he'd probably had probably team challenges as well for it, and never had a chance to touch to to do the same was pretty cool. So yeah, no, no, unbelievable, awesome, and uh, awesome. something I'll definitely never forget.
Yeah, 100%. It's one of those big things that I guess is iconic in New Zealand rugby and to be able to get your hands on it and say that you, you brought it back home to the Deep South is, um, I guess, something that nobody yeah. will ever forget that era. No, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was very special. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to catch up with us and being our first special guest here at Bats, Balls and Blokes. Uh, good luck for the rest of your season with Woodlands. And as Joe said, fingers crossed we do see you in the maroon and gold a little bit later on. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, boys. You've done a good job. Keep it up. Awesome. Right. Cheers, Kevin. Thank you. Good one. Catch you later. Well, shots. What do you reckon, Joey? That was good, wasn't it? That was good. Good to catch up with Kevin. Good insight as well. Yeah. I thought we might have to... Um, you know, ask a few more questions, but he sort of answered everything. Yeah, and he's not good. much of a talker. He's usually a bit of a quiet oh, really? guy. Yeah, no, he was, he was pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, let's rip into our, our predictions for the up-and-coming week. Bats, balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Well, our predictions for the week ahead of sport. Joe, we're going to smash through these real quick so we can wrap up episode 10 of Bats, Balls and Blokes. Uh, starting with the Super Rugby this weekend, Crusaders versus Fiji and Drua. Who you got? Crusaders. Crusaders. Easy as. Uh, the Reds come up against Moana Pacifica? I'm going to say Moana Pacifica. I think they're going to do a job. Wait, they're going to do a job? They're going to do a job. I agree with you. Uh, Saturday, the Chiefs and the Western Force. Chiefs are going to smash them. Chiefs, I'm with you on that one there. We're agreeing this week. Uh, Hurricanes and the Rebels? Hurricanes. Hurricanes, I agree. The Brumbies and the Blues? Blues. Blues? Yeah, I think Blues, but I think this game here is going to be real tight. Could be a good game, that. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, the Highlanders and the Waratahs? Landers all day. Landers all day. Although the Waratahs are playing pretty good footy, but yeah, anyway, they are. Landers. Yeah, cool. And on Tuesday, midweek game, Moana Pacifica against the Western Force, another catch up. Oh, they're doing it again. Yeah, it's a bit rough. Um, I'm going to say, oh, that's a that's a battle of the bottom, I think. So I'm going to go Moana Pacifica. I'm going to go the Force in that one there. Okay. NRL, what's up? Uh, NRL Knights are playing the Broncos. Broncos are having a great season. Broncos. So Broncos for me as well. Uh, West Tigers and the Bulldogs, battle of the bottom. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I'm going to go the West Tigers. Eels versus Seagulls. Eels. Yep, same here. Um, Warriors versus Dragons. We already said that. We're uh, big Waz fans. Yeah, so we're behind the Waz. Go the Waz. Um, Cowboys and Storm. Uh, I think that's number three versus number one, uh, number two in the ladder. So um, Storm. Storm as well. Yep. Uh, I think Hughes is back, so that could be that could be huge. We game changer. Uh, Roosters play the Panthers. I'm going to say the Panthers. Don't. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the chunks, you, mate. Really? Yeah. How do you think they're going to do it? I don't think they will, to be seriously honest with you. Um, not at the moment. Not with Victor Radley missing as well. Yeah. Um, they'll miss being too much of a core team, so I'd say Penrith will get the job done. Yep. Um, Rabbitohs versus the Raiders, Battle of the Green. Buddies. I'm going to say the Raiders. Okay. Um, Titans versus Sharks. I'm going to say the Sharks are going to probably yeah. blow them out Yeah, I'd last say. week. At least so, 20. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the weekend, is it? That's the weekend. Well, there you have it. That's another episode of the pod done as well. A huge thanks to Cabbage, Jason Rutledge as well, for joining us. Really interesting, uh, some of those things he had to say. Never knew he was a fullback. Real cool. <laughs> that almost made me laugh. I was like, yeah. you've got to be taking the piss. But he was all, apparently he's all right. He's, you know, he's played there a few times. Yeah. He'd just played there, you know. And it's good to hear that the beers tasted amazing off the Ramfrey Shield. Mm, and it was interesting how he wanted to be a six, moved to hooker because of his height. Yeah. Um, and we've seen that quite a lot. So um, I think we're going to see that with our mates as they grow up and, you know, our sort of under-20s players. I think you're going to see them change position quite a lot, which um, could be interesting and good insight from mm. Cabbage. So cheers yeah. for that. Yeah, thanks to him. And a huge thanks to Scott at Four Mates Brewery again for his continued support. Uh, we really appreciate it. And watch this space on our social media pages. There'll be some more things to come.
uh, in the near future. Also, just quickly, a huge congratulations to uh, everyone who's been selected in the under-20 Super Rugby teams as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, those have all been named this week. Um, a few of my mates in the Highlanders team, and a few of yours in there too, Joey. Yep, well done, Mahonry. Cool. And well done, Rowan. Cool, yeah, well, for me it's... And Bradley, um, Kings High School. We'll sort out Jack Taylor and Liam McIntosh. So congratulations to, yep. uh, to those boys on getting in there. It's a massive achievement. Uh, we're looking forward to following it. What, what else have you got? Huge cr- congratulations to us as well. Episode 10. Yeah, we've done 10. 10. Yeah. That's big. It is double, big. Double digits. Double digits. And um, there's more to come with interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. We need a lot more insights. Cool so. stuff lined up. Yeah, hooroo. A few tweaks to make after, um, you know, that interview. And that, you got carried away with I've the hooroo. I just hooroo. called a hooroo too early. Yeah, you, know, you never call a hooroo too early. Righto. All right, I'll wait for you. Go the Warriors, go the Landers, go the Beacons. Uh, We'll catch up with you next week here at Bats, Balls and Blokes. Hooroo! Hooroo!